The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome to today's episode of The Bright Side. My guest this morning is someone I'm thrilled to have here. I've been so excited to have on for a while now. It's CEO, fashion designer, entrepreneur, creative consultant, digital influencer, and TV personality, Whitney Port. I'm so happy to have you on because usually before every single interview, I'm so nervous. Like no matter how many times I record, I still feel nervous before. I don't know if you are the same. I'm the exact same. It's really like the thing I feel the most self-conscious about. Like in all of the different roles I have, like all the different things I do, I feel like being a host or like interviewing people just does not come naturally to me. I really enjoy it once I'm in it. And afterwards, I'm, I always feel so good. But at the time, right before recording, I'm so nervous. But today may have been the first time ever that I wasn't nervous because I was just excited to talk to you and catch up. And I know we have so much that we can talk about and we just get along well and it's so easy. So I'm really happy totally to have you here. Well, first of all, I've been re-listening to a couple of my episodes and realized how many times I said like while I was recording. So I told the producers that on this episode with you, I'm going to do my best to not say like, but every time I do, I'm going to have to have some kind of a punishment or I I have to in some way be penalized for it or so I don't know. What should I do? Oh my God. Um, what should you do? Like what normally you-, you would take a shot, but I could think considering the number of times I say that word, I would not survive this. I know. Maybe you start, <laughs> I don't know if it's like too time consuming to start a tally and then you have to like do a blank for that long or something we like that. Done, oh, Winnie, we should have done a contest for which one of us says like more and then had a winner at the end. <laughs> I'm so bad too. <laughs> How do you stop? It's impossible. Did you ever try to stop? No, no one. I, I don't know. Maybe they're too afraid to tell me that I did it too much. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. What is wrong with us? Why did we have to grow up in this generation? It is just the generation. It's just like how we talk, how uh, how our whole like our circles talk. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. It, it's true. I'm, I've been good about eliminating um, but I still got to get working on on like. Um is bad for me. I'm I think I'm worse with um than like. But, but I think you're such a natural when it comes to hosting and talking to the camera. Talking to the camera is a really hard thing to do. I think it looks easy, but it's not and you're really good at it. Oh my god, it's so hard, but I don't know. It's not even something that I ever like wanted to do or grew up wanting to do. It's just something I think over time I've become more natural with it. And also like a lot of the stuff that we're producing here at home, like Timmy's filming it. So I feel much more comfortable when he's behind the camera. Cause you're almost talking to him. Yeah, exactly. Like I just pretend like I'm having a conversation with him, but I also do feel like, I don't know, I started being on TV when I was 20. So now that's been almost 15 years. That is unbelievable. I know. Because I remember watching the show back then, of course, and I was such a huge fan of the show. <laughs> Which me it was now. a good show. I mean, I'm rewatching right. it now and I'm realizing how good it was. I rewatched it over Christmas break last year, I think. Or no, during the beginning of quarantine. Yeah. I rewatched all of the city, not the hills, but all of oh, the city. Okay, okay, okay. And this city 
I hate to say it, but I think the city was even better than the hills. No offense to the hills, but I think the city was really good. I think the city was really good too. I always feel, I feel like embarrassed saying this, but I feel like it was underrated. And I feel like if you were a fashion girl, that it was something that was so fun and exciting for you. Like when I was rewatching it, I was looking at, I was like, I can't believe all the access we had to all these cool things, like Mm -hmm. the backstages and the parties and like working at Elle Magazine, like doing all these really, really cool things that I feel like reality shows now don't, I mean, well, definitely not because we're in a pandemic, but like don't really have the same access to. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Maybe I sound snobby. No, I think that was the thing that I noted also when I was watching it. I thought every time that they would show, you know, Diane von Furstenberg on camera, I'm like, that would never happen now. Yeah. It's just, it's just so different. And I don't know if that's because The Hills was sort of one of the original or the city was it one is. of the original shows. Yeah. But how cool. Because you know. really could actually show so many different aspects of your life. And what a cool life you were living. I know. It's all such a blur for me. It's so hard for me to remember. I think I was like so young and everything was happening so fast. And re-watching it has been really fun because I'm like, wow, what a really interesting, fun life I had. And all these opportunities and all these people I got to meet. But yeah, I think because The Hills was so popular, they could use that for the city. And then all these companies thought it was, you know, it was the beginning of being able to have exposure on a show like this. And it was even before social media. So it was a way for a lot of these companies to like get exposure. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like in rewatching it, it's sort of in a way almost a documentary of your 20s, right? How cool is that? I know. I'm like, (laughs) I didn't, I always, my mom, when I was younger, told me to keep a journal because she was like, Whitney, I don't think you realize like how different your life is from a lot of people. And I feel like if you kept a journal, like you'll look back on this and just be so happy that you get to remember all these things. But now I'm like, I have it all on tape. I know that's actually really special. Yeah, it's really cool. When you and Timmy, because I think one of the things I've wondered when I see the recaps that you and Timmy do mm-hmm. is how awkward is it for you to rewatch dating scenes while you're sitting there with Timmy? Is it yeah. awkward? I mean, he seems very cool about it. He is. So a lot of the scenes, like, because, oh, sorry, he just texted okay. me right now. Weird. Um, <laughs> Not weird. He's my husband. <laughs> weird. Uh, speak of the devil. <laughs> um, what are the odds? That's <laughs> what happened to me yesterday too. I said that. He like called me when I just said his name and I'm like, oh my God, I figure I'm married. Okay. So <laughs> Timmy, for some reason, just like doesn't have a jealous bone in his body. Like it's just not in his nature. So he doesn't really- That's very that. attractive, it's right? It's very- it is, but it's kind of annoying at the same time because then you're like, well, do you care? Because like this should so naturally upset you. But he also, for a lot of them, was actually there because he was a producer on The City. Right. That's how we met. So he wasn't he wasn't around for the first season when I actually was in a relationship with that guy, Jay. But he came around towards the second season and kind of really saw me on all those dates and knew that I wasn't really into those guys. So watching it back, like he just, he knows He that. knew the reality of what was going on. Yeah. And also he knows that like we're married now and he got me. Well, so- were you guys starting to see each other at that point in time? Did you start seeing each other quickly after he began working for the show? No. So we started talking like on Blackberry Messenger, nonstop talking. <laughs> and we we started to like really 
fall in love like while we were filming the show, but nothing ever happened until the show was over. So, okay. Yeah. That's what you tell everyone, right? No. <laughs> Do you ever get jealous? Uh, all the time, like really bad. Really? I cannot imagine you getting jealous. I know. It's sort of, I never used to be that kind of a person growing up. And then I don't know, it's something with Timmy. Like, I just really love him so much. And I think he's so lovable that I think like every girl's in love with him, which is also like, you know, when you're just like, this guy's so amazing. And I used to, at the beginning of a relationship, get kind of insecure and not love him having female friends. But I think that's also, that just like changes with time and maturity. Yeah. And also the more, the deeper your relationship gets, you lose those kind of little insecurities. You just have trust in the relationship. He is a great guy though. Very funny. Yeah. And I think he's a, a wonderful asset to your series, yes. your IGTV series, because he has a great sense of humor and he does have really good commentary. I mean, the two of you together are very funny. Yeah. He, have you guys been having fun making that? Yeah. It's actually been so much fun. I've been nervous about like hurting anybody's feelings. Cause remember I did the reactions to the Hills New Beginnings when we launched it a year or two, whenever that, whenever our show launched and people got upset with me. So I was like really nervous to do the Hills because I don't want anyone to be upset with me. So we're trying to just like have fun with it and not really make fun of anybody too bad. But I also hope that everybody knows that it's all just like fun and that they would say the same things about themselves. I think anyone who knows you would know that it was never your intention to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. I always find it interesting and it's also very ironic that the people who are the most offended by something like that are the people who dish out the most yeah, criticism that's also true. about other people. That's also true. I know. I mean, I know. filming a reality show is a very interesting experience and we were talking about this a little before we started recording. This season has been a little different from last season and that I feel like everyone has been generally getting along that's good. better. It's running more smoothly. We had the other night after filming, everybody actually went back and we're all being tested every other day for COVID. So all of the cast can actually be all together. That's nice. That's like the only bubble that you can be in now. Yeah. Now, <laughs> imagine that. I went from wanting nothing to do with hanging out with anyone from the show, except for you. To not being in their bubble. And now the only people I can hang out with are them. They're your pod. They're my COVID pod. Yeah. <laughs> But for the first time ever, when we wrapped filming down in San Diego, we all went together back to one room and put on music and drank tequila and danced and had a good time. And I was like, this would never have happened before. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. I wonder what it is. Is everybody just feeling like there's already enough drama in the world. They want to make like a fun, happy show. Or is it just because it's the beginning or? We're still having moments of drama for sure. It's definitely still very dramatic, but I think the drama is is just a little different. And I think the people who have in the past instigated more hurtful drama that is really difficult to kind of navigate, you know, like in the past, I feel like the drama has sort of been dragged out over the entire season and it's actually really shitty. This time around is still very dramatic, but in a different way. And at the end of the day, I think the people who tend to bring that kind of drama have just changed the way that they have calmed down a little bit. That's good to hear. Yeah. But it is such an interesting experience because I was going to say this about hosting a podcast too. We were talking about this before that 
in hosting a podcast and I think filming a reality show. And I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, it's made me more comfortable in social situations because I think through practicing interviewing people and through having to communicate certain storylines on a show, you are forced to really practice speaking and conversing with other people and interviewing, asking questions and Mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. interested. And for me, it's actually helped a lot with social anxiety because I feel a lot more confident going into those situations, having practiced interviewing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like I, it helps me in business environments and when in business relationships, like it's made me feel very confident in having those kind of conversations and getting to know people and like networking and stuff. But I feel like socially I've backtracked in life. It's weird. I feel like maybe because I put so much out on social media and like was on a reality TV show, like whenever I'm in more social environments, like I sort of go internal a little bit and become Hmm. like, I'm a little bit like an introvert homebody. And, and then also like the pandemic has not really helped because then that, like, I'm so comfortable in my little bubble now. It's like, I don't know. I have like a little bit more social anxiety than normal. It is interesting that you said this, and I don't know if you've ever spoken with Heidi about this, but she was saying something similar to me, Yeah, Heidi Pratt, when we were filming. She was saying that essentially after The Hills, she really, I mean, I of course, she and Spencer were kind of off in their own world, yeah. but she yeah. was kind of just talking about how ever since she made that show, she sort of has has felt very, like almost like a recluse, you know? She sort of has had to make her bubble really tight, and she doesn't really feel like she has a lot of friends that she feels comfortable with, and yeah. I do think that I could see in a way how a reality show would instill a lot of paranoia, too, because you don't really know anyone you tell something to when you're on a reality show that can come back and come back and be thrown in your face. Yeah. Like it gives you a lot of trust issues that I just realized this year, kind of like, I always wondered where a lot of my trust issues came from. And then this year I started really thinking about it and also like going to therapy and talking about it. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. There's just been so many years of my life that I did a TV show where I always had to wonder who was manipulating me and like, what was really true yeah, and who were really my friends. And I think that that even for whatever the seven years or 10 years, I don't know how many years I did the Hills and the city, but like that can leave an impression on you. Yeah. These things that you feel are sort of harmless in the moment Yeah, down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't remember that ever being a part of my personality pre-TV. I don't know. But I do think that the format of interviewing people and being interviewed on the show and having to like speak more eloquently or being aware of how you're talking and being conversational definitely preps me for like the more professional side of myself. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess that kind of is what I mean as well. In situations where I'm not, where I don't already know people, I feel more comfortable in having these kind of conversations and not feeling so nervous about it. Yeah. Cause it forces you to listen to yourself speak more and like, just be more aware of how you're sounding. Yes. Yeah. Did you and Timmy, cause obviously I know you guys, guys have been filming the recaps of the shows and your IGTV series. Wait, what with what? Wait, what with what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know it's like a tongue twist. The alliteration. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to butcher this. Don't worry. But 
Were those projects that you guys had in mind prior to COVID or did those come about because you were trapped at home? Well, the reaction videos, we started doing a little bit and then we stopped doing it. And then because of the pandemic, we were like, let's do something fun like this. Like people really liked it. Let's bring it back. And we had the time and wherewithal to do it. And then, yeah, the Wait What With Wit was directly born out of being in this pandemic and wanting to learn things that I never really had the time to learn before. So that we filmed all in one chunk and then we've just spaced out through the rest of the year. How do you guys come up with such creative content? Because I feel that you're one of the few people on Instagram who every time you post something, I find it interesting. It's never repetitive. It's always fresh. That's so nice. (laughs) In terms of the Wait What With Wit, there were so many things that I started wanting to do. Like I started developing this candle collection with this home goods company. And in doing that, it gave me kind of like this confidence in my creativity and like learning new things. And Mm. I wanted to take advantage of this time to learn new things and come out of it with something more than, than all the bad stuff. And so after that, I was like, oh, let's do, let's follow it. Like if I'm going to want, if I'm going to learn all these new things, like let's just make it as content. And so I just made a list of all the things that I always wanted to learn that I never had time to do. And that was it. But like, there's no big strategy meeting once a month where we're like, this is what we're going to film this month. And it's hard to believe because you're so organized. And I think you get so much done. (laughs) I feel like I'm busy. And then I watch all of the content you produce and how much you're putting out on social media. And I just, you do so much. And I just think, I an embarrassment. Oh my God. Honestly, <laughs> it's all, it's crazy how it's all relative. And it's, it's sad almost like how much sometimes I compare myself to other people or how everybody's like always thinking mm-hmm. that there's someone that does more or whatever, but like we all operate on such different levels and have such different things going on. Like I know for myself, I'm trying not to compare myself to anybody else, but even me, I'm like, I feel like I'm so lazy. Like I get in the shower at the end of the day and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lazy. What did I do all day? (laughs) I do think that having that mentality is what makes people not lazy though. Yeah, I guess. You're like always striving for more or doing. I think this about alcohol too, or like smoking. I think that when I drink or if I do anything like along those lines, I feel so guilty about it for so long. I beat myself up so much. Then I think, oh, am I a bad person, you know, because I smoked a cigarette or something. And then I think, well, first of all, I'm, you know, not that anybody is a bad person if they have an addiction to anything, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I beat myself up so much about it that I'm like, I think that's a healthy thing, actually, that I'm so on top of myself about it that I'd stop myself from doing it regularly, you know? Yeah. I think the point is like, while you're doing it to have fun and enjoy it and not feel guilty in the moment, because if you're going to feel guilty in the moment, then like, what's the purpose of this? <laughs> yeah, right. It's always after. Yeah. And like, for me, so much of my life is anticipation anxiety. Like I'm always mm. thinking about, oh my God, so tonight's going to be a big night. And I'm, that means I'm going to get drunk and then I'm going to have a hangover tomorrow. And so I'm not really going to enjoy myself tonight. because I'm just going to be thinking about everything that I have to do tomorrow and then you just have already sabotaged your entire night. Like, why <laughs> yeah. you know? 
And like, I do that about so many different things. I anticipate everything. And then once I actually do it, it's fine. And I'm fine. And like, I have fun and I'm in the moment. But yeah, I get that. Sometimes we're just such overthinkers. I think that's what it is that we have in common because I I tend to not think in advance about how I'm going to feel, but I always think after, why did I do this to myself again? (laughs) I have complete memory loss about the last time. Yeah, they call it like when you're pregnant and then you, like people that keep on getting pregnant, even though they hate it at the first time or whatever. And they're like, you get pregnancy amnesia. You forget how crazy and horrible it was. And you just remember like how cute the thing is. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really so funny. So I wanted to ask you what your favorite, you were talking about the candle collaboration that you did. Yeah. What's your favorite collaboration that you've ever done and why? I think the candle collaboration is up there just because it's so different from what I'm Mm -hmm. used to and I got to learn something completely new. It really felt to me almost like the most creative. I just, I loved the whole process and I love the idea of now it being in someone's home and somebody finding peace from it. Designing clothes is so much fun and I get to be so creative, but I don't know. There was like a different sense of achievement with the candle than with clothes. Hmm. I have though this season of my Rent the Runway collaboration is out and that one, this season specifically, I'm really excited about. I have to get you some stuff, but- Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I love the last season. It was great. Really, really cute. Thank you. Yeah, this one's really cute. It's just like really cozy sweaters. I just feel (sighs) like I really- was able to like design what I really wanted to wear. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like, are they buying your pieces from Rent the Runway? They're able to now. You're okay. So you're either renting or you can buy the piece. Oh, but you have to be, you still have to be like a member of their site in order to buy it. But yeah. I love that. That's a really fun project. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I think especially during quarantine, it's been really hard to keep up with work and be really innovative with what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. But you're somebody who I would consider a very successful businesswoman. And how do you feel like that has been sort of in this more digital space? Mm-hmm. I mean, you do such a good job with everything. What do you think is behind that? Because I I was in the digital space before, it's been easy for me to stay in the digital space and kind of grow that. And like, Mm -hmm. I've tried to take advantage of this time and be so grateful that my business is in this space that's able to like thrive during this time. But I also get exhausted from it because it forces me to be constantly like sharing what I'm doing or talking about how I'm feeling or capturing every moment. And that's not really something that I love to do or that really comes super naturally to me. I mean, do you find that's disruptive to yes. like, you can't be in the moment. Exactly. So that's yeah. what's the hardest part about how my business has taken shape this year is that is just the amount that I have to like be reporting what I'm doing, which, you know what I mean? Which is so silly, but like, I mean, I'm terrible at that for that reason, because I always feel like I'm not enjoying the moment when, if I'm videoing it. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. because you're not really. And so that's why for me, like I try to, 
I, I have like a little bit of a strategy where I'll take pictures of something at the beginning and then maybe some candids or whatever. And then I just like, will put my phone down. Like I'm not the kind of person that is going to give you like a beginning and a middle and an end and show you like a whole story. Cause I just don't want to live my life like that. And I just don't want to live my life, like talking to the camera and whatever. I just, so I try to like, just capture moments. Well, and, and you have your son, which I'm sure, and I'm sure yeah. you're experiencing all those things with him for the first time too. And you want to be present for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so important to like not be on your phone constantly. Is it fun working with him? It is. It is because that's the easy part is like, I get to just kind of show what I'm actually up to, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's nothing that I have. So cute. I was playing with him this morning and I'm like, he's in the cutest phase of like his entire life right now. (laughs) It's just so much fun to actually be able to talk to him and like learn his personality and learn who he really, who he's becoming. Cause like, they're just babies for so long. You're like, who is this person? And and now (laughs) they're like, you're becoming an actual individual and it's just Yeah. Are you doing schooling with him at home right now? Yeah, he's at school actually. He's he goes to Montessori preschool. I guess like I don't know whether it's all preschools or private preschools are able to be open right now, but he goes to school five days a week for the first half of the day. My boyfriend's son also goes to school five days a week. They were doing the homeschool at first, and it was just he's five, turning six actually this weekend, and it, it was. Hectic. Yeah. <laughs> Between work. I mean, I don't know how moms are doing it. I really don't. I don't either. I I cannot imagine if Sunny and so many women are, but if Sunny had to do virtual school right now, I don't think I could manage it. And also if you have multiple kids doing virtual school and they're in different grades and you're supposed to be teaching them and And you have a job, like and you have <laughs> to feed these people and yourself. Like I take care of your house. It's much. I know. That's a lot. Okay. Well, that's good. That's kind of a blessing then. Yeah. So the the time at home with him and Timmy has been really, really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So I always like to ask my guests this, but is there a song that you like to listen to that always puts you in a good mood? Yes. I put all of my guest songs onto a playlist that people can subscribe to on Spotify. Oh my God. <laughs> it's fun. What's the playlist called? It's called Rose Colored Glasses. Okay. That's so cute. Yeah. So my song is called My Love by Anna of the North. Oh, it's so funny. It's so cheesy how I found it, but I love this playlist on Spotify called Young and Free. I find so much good music on there. And this song came on there and just made me so happy. And I started playing it for Sonny and he loves it and dances to it. And it's just like such a fun, like feel good song. Cute. Okay. I love that. And the name of this, the playlist you found it on is called Young and Free. Young and Free. You'll like it. You'll like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. And then do you have an example of an experience you've had where you faced something really challenging, but ultimately it turned out to be a positive? Yeah, for sure. I had my clothing line, Whitney Eve. I started it in 2008 and I closed it down in 2014. And at the time, like I thought my world was ending and it was a family business and it was all really sensitive. And I thought that I was going to lose my relationships with my family. And it was just a really scary ending and decision that I had to make to close it. And once I did it, I felt like it was hard a little bit at the beginning, but I got to a point where just like this huge weight was lifted off my shoulders and I could actually just be 
friends with my family and not be like in a business in like a stressful environment with them. And that was so much more worthwhile. And it was something just like a huge lesson for me. I'm not Hmm. saying for people to like not work with their families at all, but like, it was something sometimes an ending. I think that you, you know, you work so hard and you're like, you feel like you're living my dream, your dream, and you can't believe it's ending. It's just, there's like another reason, maybe there's something bigger that it's going to teach you. Right. Something that you anticipate might be really bad can end up being something really good. Yeah. Is there anyone in your life who's going through something challenging right now or somebody who's just been really great and supportive in your life who you'd want to give a shout out to on the show today? Yes. Yes, actually. My best friend of actually my oldest friend, she's really, really pregnant right now, but has been, and like has a six-year-old and so much going on, but has been such an amazing friend to me. And so there for me and shown up in a way that has just really impressed me and made me feel so loved. And so I'd want to just like share special love with her and she'll know who she is. And she's about to have a baby. So she needs lots of love and energy her way. Awesome. Well, I'll keep her in mind. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I love talking with you. It was so fun. And we've got a lot more talking. I know we do. We'll catch up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. 